0: Welcome everyone to your Daily Dose of Ancient Wisdom. We are reading out Srimad Bhagavata Mahapurana, Book 1, Chapter 1, which talks about Srimad Bhagavata Mahatyam. We are in Discourse 2, A Dialogue Between the Kumaras and Narada. Narada began again. In vain do you vex yourself, O young woman, or why should you be so afflicted with worry? Think of the lotus feet of Shri Krishna and your misery will be gone. The celebrated Shri Krishna by whom Draupadi was saved from the tyranny of Kauravas, nay by whom the pretty girls of Raja were made the recipients of special favours, has gone nowhere. You bhakti, as a matter of fact, are ever dearer to Lord than His own life. Invoked by you, indeed, the Lord goes even to the house of the low. In the three yugas commencing from Satya, i.e., Satya Yuga, Treta, and Dwapara, spiritual enlightenment and. Dissipation were the means of achievement, of redemption of the soul. In Kali, however, Bhakti alone affects unity with Brahma. Concluding thus, they say, The Lord, who is all spirit alone, is the embodiment of supreme bliss and consciousness. Evolved you, the embodiment of truth, as a charming girl, the beloved of sri krishna joining your palms as a token of submission you once asked him what shall i do sri krishna then commanded you look after my devotees this was accepted by you as a matter of fact and sri Hari felt highly gratified at that time and conferred on you on the said occasion as maidservant mukti liberation as well as these two, Jnana and Vairagya as your sons. In your real form, you look after the devotees in Vaikuntha, while a shadow form has been assumed by you to take care of the devotees on earth. Taking Mukti, Jnana and Vairagya with you, you came down to earth. From Krita Yuga down to the end of Dvapara, you stayed here With great joy. Afflicted with the malady of false doctrine, however, Mukti underwent decay in Kali Yuga and under your direction she returned to Vaikuntha soon. Yet, even though she comes to this very region and goes back again, while these Jnana and Vairagya have been kept by you by your own side, treating them as your sons. Though neglect in Kali Yuga, both your sons have become sluggish and old. Nevertheless, cease you worrying. In the meantime, I am taxing my brain about a remedy. There is no age like Kali old lady with charming countenance. In this Yuga, I shall establish you in every house and in every individual. If I fail to propagate you in the world, throwing into the background all other cults and placing above all grand celebrations connected with devotion, I am no longer a servant of Sri Hari. Even though sinners, men who all be endowed with you, in this age of Kali will attain after death the abode of Sri Krishna, which is free from all fear. Those pure-bodied souls, in whose mind constantly abides devotion in the form of love for the Lord, do not see the face of Yama, the god of punishment, even in a dream. Neither the spirit of the departed soul, nor a friend, nor an org, nor a demon has got the power even to touch those whose mind is enriched with devotion. Srihari Hari can be won neither by means of austerities, nor through the study of Vedas, nor through spiritual enlightenment, nor even through righteous actions. He can be won only through devotion. The cowherds of Vraja bear testimony to this. Fondness for devotion is in fact engaged in their mind of men after thousands of lives. In Kali Yuga, in the age of Kali, Bhakti alone is supreme. As a result of Bhakti, Sri Krishna reveals himself and stands out our very door those who are hostile to bhakti suffer in all three worlds in the past the sage durvasa who reproached a devotee in the person of king ambarisha came to grief have done with the observance of sacred vows having done with the undertaking of pilgrimages to sacred places have done with spiritual disciplines have done with the sacrificial performances and have done with the discourses of spiritual enlightenment. Bhakti alone is capable of conferring liberation. Sutta resumed. Hearing thus of her own glory as ascertained by Narada, Bhakti got enriched with the fullness of all her limbs and spoke to him as follows. Bhakti said, O Narada, you are really blessed. Your devotion to me is unflinching. I shall ever abide in your heart and shall never forsake you. My agony has been dispelled by you in a moment. Compassionate as you are, O pious soul. Consciousness, however, has not yet returned to my sons. Therefore pray awaken them, bring them back to consciousness. Suta continued. Narada was filled with compassion to hear the appeal of bhakti and began to rouse them. Pressing them with his fingers, taking his mouth near their ears, he shouted clearly as follows. O gnana, wake up at once. O Vairagya, wake up. Being roused again and again on that occasion by him through the chanting of Vedic and Upanishadic texts, Recitation of the Gita and so on, they rose somehow with great exertion. Full of languor as they were, both began to yawn and could not open their eyes to see. Their hair had grown white like the down of the heron, and their limbs, reduced to a bare skeleton, looked like pieces of dry wood. The moment he perceived them, emancipated by hunger, and inclined to fall asleep again, the sage Narada felt worried and said to himself, What should be done by me now? Oh, how can their sleepiness and old age, which is even more formidable, disappear? Pondering thus, O oh, Saunaka, a scion of Bhrigu, he, Narada, put himself in mind of Sri Krishna, the protector of cows. Presently, a voice was heard from the heaven saying, O sage, do not feel dejected. This effort of yours will prove fruitful, no doubt. For this, however, O celestial sage, perform your duly righteous act. Saints who are the holiest of the holy will point out to you that act. When the noble act is performed, their old age including their sleep will disappear in a moment and bhakti will spread all round the voice from the heaven to this effect was clearly and perceptibly heard by all narada was struck with wonder and said what is means is not understood narada said the voice from the sky has spoken in a mysterious way. I wonder what may be the act which will have to be performed in order that the object of these two may be accomplished. Where will those saints be found and how will they impart the knowledge of their practice? What should be done by me at present moment as enjoined by the voice from the heavens? Suta went on. Leaving both there, sage Narada departed thence, going forth from one sacred place to another and making inquiries of the great sages on the way about the victorious or the virtuous act hinted by the voice from the heavens. The story was heard by all, no conclusive reply was however given by any. Some declared the malady As incurable, while others said the remedy was difficult to ascertain. Still others, on the other hand, reminded and remained mute, while some evaded the issue and slipped past, thinking it is imprudent, a hazard, a statement. A tumultuous uproar, causing wonder to all, rose in the three worlds. People whispered from ear to ear when the trio consisting of bhakti, jnana, and vairagya did not rise, even though awakened by the chanting of the Vedas and Upanishads and recitations of the Gita, there is no other remedy. How can that, which is not personally known as a matter of fact, even to Narada, be pointed out by ordinary human beings here on earth? In this way, the hosts of the seers questioned on this point The remedy was declared after due deliberation as difficult to make out. Narada submitted. O juvenile sages, my meeting has taken place with you through great luck. Pray, have compassion on me and tell me quickly what I should do. You are all great yogis, highly learned and wise. Though looking five years of age, each of you are older than the oldest. Having your permanent abode in Vaikuntha, you remain constantly engaged in chanting the names and the glories of Sri Hari. Drunk with the charm of the nectar-like stories of large pastime, you subsist on such stories alone. Sri Hari alone is my savior. This formula ever pays on your lip as a matter of fact. Hence, old age, as directed by Kali, the time spirit, does not harass you. At the mere contraction of your eyebrows in the days gone by, Jaya and Vijaya, the porters of Srihari, sank down at once to earth, and it was by your grace they rose back to Vaikuntha. O, your sight at this juncture has been secured, through great good luck. Favor must be done by your gracious selves to me. Wretched as I am, pray tell me, what may be the spiritual practice that was hinted at by the voice from the heavens and how it should be gone through by me. Kindly describe it in detail. How can satisfaction be caused to bhakti, jnana, vairagya and in that matter can they be lovingly and diligently established in all grades of society? The Kumaras said, Do not worry, O celestial sage, make your mind happy. There is already in actual existence an easy way to do this. O blessed you are, O Narada, who are at the crest jewel of those who have turned away from the pleasures of sense. You have always been the guide of the devotees of Sri Krishna and the illuminator of bhakti yoga. It should be regarded as no matter of wonder for you who are making such incessant efforts in cause of devotion. It is but proper on the part of servant of Sri Krishna to make constant endeavor to establish bhakti on a sound footing. May a course of discipline, has been brought by the light by the rishis in this world. But they all involve exertions and mostly confer the fruit of Swarga, the heavenly bliss. As for the path leading to Vaikuntha, the everlasting and all-blissful realm of Lord Vishnu, it yet remains hidden. It is generally through good luck alone that a person promulgating the course of discipline is found. The righteous practice, which was hinted at you the other day by a voice from the heaven, is however described today. Please listen with a composed and cheerful mind. Sacrificial performance is conducted by means of material substances, consigned of the sacred fire, those consisting austerities, Those in the form of concentration of the mind and others consisting of the knowledge acquired through a study of the Vedas, they're all symbolic of action leading to heaven alone. Indeed, Jnana-yajna, sacrifice in the form of knowledge, has been recognized by the wise as a symbol of righteous action, action leading to liberation. That Jnana-yajna is the reading of Srimad Bhagavata and that has been extolled by Shoka and others. By its very chanting, great strength will be delivered by Bhakti, Jnana and Vairagya. The suffering of Jnana and Vairagya will disappear and happiness will be regained by Bhakti. All those evils of Kali will surely disappear at the very chanting of Srimad Bhagavata even as wolves take to fight at the very roar of a lion. Then Bhakti that yields the milk of love, accompanied by Jnana and Vairagya, will dance in every heart and in every home. Narada submitted, When the trio of Bhakti, Jnana and Vairagya did not wake up, even when roused by the means of chanting of the tests of the Vedas, the Upanishads and the recitations from the Gita, how will they get up on reading of Srimad Bhagavata? For in the stories of Srimad Bhagavata, as a matter of fact, is found the substance of Vedas alone, running through every couplet, nay every single word. Pray resolve you this doubt of mine, since your sight never goes in vain. No delay should be made by you in this matter, fond as you are, of those who have sought you for protection. The Kumaras replied, The story of Srimad Bhagavata has emanated from the essence of the Vedas and the Upanishads. Having an existence apart from them and representing their very fruit as it were, it appears to be the very best. The vital juice circulating in a tree, for example, permeates it from the root To its very top, it cannot be tasted in that state. The same juice, however, when separated in the form of a fruit, captivates the mind of the whole world. To take another illustration, the ghee existing in the latent form in milk is not capable of being tasted as such. But the same ghee, when separated, enhances the delight even of the gods. Sugar too in the form of a sap permeates the sugar cane from the middle of both of its ends, but tastes sweeter when separated from the cane and condensed. The same is the case with the story of Bhagavata. The Purana names Bhagavata which is on par with the Vedas has been revealed by the sage Veda Vyasa for stabilizing bhakti, Jnana and Vairagya. Formerly, when the said Vyasa, though well versed in Veda and Vedanta, the Upanishads, and even though he had composed the well Gita, uh, well known Gita, began to sink in the ocean of infatuation, full of remorse, as he was. This Srimad Bhagavatam was originally consisted of four couplets only and was taught to him by you on that occasion. By listening to it, the aforesaid Vyasa was immediately rid of all obstruction. Why should there be any surprise to you at this, prompted by which you put questions to us? Srimad Bhagavata should accordingly be recited to them Jnana and Vairagya in much as it's capable of driving away all grief and sorrow. Narada submitted, O great sages who are solely engaged in drinking of the story of Sri, Srimad Bhagavata, sung with all this thousand mouths of Lord Sesha, the serpent god, I have sought refuge in you in order that you may diffuse the light of all divine love you whose very sight eradicates at once all evils and bring happiness to those tormented by the wild fire of worldly sorrows when due to rise of the tide fortune accumulated in the course of many past lives a man actually secures the fellowships of saints it is then alone that the wisdom dawns on him dispersing the darkness of infatuation and pride occasioned through the agency of mm-hmm. ignorance. Thus ends the second discourse entitled A Dialogue Between Kumaras and Narada, forming part of the glory of Srimad Bhagavata in the Uttara Kanda of the glorious Padma Purana. Thank you.